Lauren Fix the Car Coach is joining us. Why? Because we love talking about cars, and there's a whole bunch of news in the world of cars and the automotive business. So let's get to it. Lauren Fix, welcome back, my friend. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week. As a matter of fact, every time I turn on my computer, there's more stuff that yeah. just blows my mind. That's kind of the way that whole Internet thing works, and it's got us all addicted. But, Lauren, today, because I'm a history buff, today on this day back in the day in 1965, the, the book that killed a car came out, the book entitled Unsafe at Any Speed. It was a Ralph Nader's takedown of the Corvair, a car that I loved. Could not believe it. Did you or your family ever have a Corvair? Yeah, actually, my father had a couple of them. He worked for General Motors at the time, and we had a whole bunch of Corvairs, and I believe there was even a Corvair boat. We didn't have one, but there's a guy in the Buffalo area that actually has one, believe now, it or not. They made like a hundred of them, someone told me. But there's a 96 of, 96 of the engines were, are, I guess, 96 of the units are still left. So if wow. you look that up, you'll probably find Corvair boat really hard to find well I I had mine briefly when I was a teenager and it was a fun car we bought it for a song it ran f for months you know because like five of us bought it together and uh, we worked on it ourselves it was a rear engine Chevrolet car a little car but Nader mm -hmm. didn't like it, said it wasn't safe, said it swerved around. And the only problem I ever had was the, the, the weird fan belt that went across the, the back of the car, across the engine. It was very bizarre, right. very hard to right. change. They made them from 1916 to 1969. We had quite a few of them. My father used to tow his boat. We had a convertible. We had a hard top. I, gosh, I remember sitting in those. Those are real re rear engine vehicles. Which is interesting because you don't think about that. You think of rear, what's rear engine today, and Porsche 911. That's about it. Everything else is either mid-engine or front-engine. So it's kind of neat technology, and it unfortunately really hurt General Motors because it was a huge success. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the car. I wish I had one right now. Although I don't think my wife would want me to have one, but uh, <laughs> it's just one of those occasions where uh, a journalist, in this case, also a politician, Ralph Nader went after a car and it actually destroyed the car and i i could go back to i think it was the late 80s when uh suzuki had a car it was a, a little jeep like car called the samurai and oh gosh i remember those little things yeah, they were they were they were okay they were cheap i i owned one and consumer reports came out with a story that said it had a rollover problem in one of their tests even though you really had to push it to get it to get close to rolling over. And that absolutely killed that car. Oh, they were so small, but they were great. You know, they were perfect for getting people around town. They were budget friendly. And Suzuki still lives today um, in, in Europe. They don't sell them here. They pulled out of the U.S. It, it really destroyed them, unfortunately. But I recently drove the Suzuki Fronx, which is F-R-O-N-X. It's a subcompact crossover and it's also running for Urban Car of the Year for World Car of the huh. Year awards. The Suzuki Franks. That's I don't make the names up. I don't. Uh, it's a very bizarre <laughs> thing. All right. I, I yeah. don't want to eat up all our time here, Lauren. Uh, we're hearing that auto dealerships are revolting against the EV mandates. And this feels like it's a reaction to the consumer saying we don't want these cars. What, what's this story about? 
Well, it's true. I mean, you think about cars that sit on dealer lots. We've talked about this before. It's called turns. How long does a car sit on a lot? You want to get rid of it within 30 days. And what typically happens is after 30 days, they get they pay finance charges. It's called floor planning. Well, when you have a car that sits there six months, it costs you a lot of money and you hope to sell it. But when it's sitting there almost a year and there's a couple of them that are, including the Jaguar I-Pace, which looks fantastic and is just not selling, which is a shame because I, I actually personally like the vehicle. Other vehicles like the Ford Lightning, the dealers don't even want to buy them back when you want to trade them in towards something else. This is a problem. And so four th almost 4,000 dealers are opposing Biden's electric vehicle mandate because they're fearing their lot's going to be filled with electric cars that no one wants. Because much like anything else, when people don't want it, they won't buy it, whether that's, you've seen that happen with Bud Light, you've seen that happen with Disney and other brands where people just, whatever, for whatever reason, we're not going down that road, just decide they're not going to buy that brand. Whoever owns it is stuck with it. And so when it comes to cars, it's a really large expense. And each dealer is a franchise. And so it hurts them no matter what brand they have if a vehicle sits for a long period of time. Hmm. Um, and we also saw in the state of Connecticut, which is not a conservative state, that nope. they voted to kind of back away from what other states are doing, that is to outlaw the sales of internal combustion engine vehicles as soon as 2030. So when you've got 4,000 dealers saying, hey, we don't like this, and you've got a state, a liberal state like Connecticut saying, it's huge, we, we ain't gonna push the mandate to only buy electric vehicles, and then on top of it, you told me, I think you told me this, that uh, GM was going to make a, a move back towards hybrids. What does this mean for the future of electric vehicles? Well, you're going to find a lot of manufacturers starting to wake up. And in General Motors said with Mary Barr that they're going to start looking at hybrid vehicles because electric vehicles aren't being picked up by the public. People that want them, they were hot and clamored for them. And now they've reached that saturation point where they're like, uh oh, we need either need to come up with more infrastructure for charging, longer distances and faster charging. And because all of these factors are coming into play. This is where dealers are getting upset and manufacturers are starting to wake up to, yeah, we can't go all, all electric. And I noticed that already with Mini. I was just at the Mini launch uh, of the new Countryman, and they said, this is going to be available in gas, hybrid, and electric. And BMW has also said, we are not putting an end date to combustion vehicles. We're going to offer hydrogen as well as other forms of propulsion. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon that we have to offer a mix. And it, because the next administration that comes in may go, you know what, we're not, we're not doing this. And that's, we don't know who it's going to be, but anything can change at any time, especially when there's pushback from consumers and it impacts the economy. It impacts dealers, your local dealers, which impacts, you know, when even little things like you go and ask for a baseball team to be supported by a local dealer group. If they don't have the cash flow, they're not going to do it. So it affects a lot of different people in different ways and it includes jobs and all the little companies that support those dealers. That's amazing. You don't think of the the reach of the dealership when the dealership gets hurt, the community gets hurt. And I, I love the fact that capitalism and the consumer is forcing the market to react instead of the government and the greenies doing it. All right. Lauren Fix has has great stuff on social media. She's got, of course, Twitter, and Facebook and the YouTube channel Car Coach Reports and Instagram. And Lauren gets to test drive cars. And last mm -hmm. week I talked to Lauren and she said, I'm going to test drive a really fast car. What's the car you're driving and have you driven it yet? 
Uh, I'm currently driving a GR Supra, which I'm going to be posting very soon. I also am posting the coolest car. It's electric, but it's still really cool. It's the Rolls-Royce Spectre. That's going to be posted next week, and I just posted a very fast car, the Corvette E-Ray, which is a hybrid Corvette. So it's not a plug-in, but it has electric motors at the wheels, and it is a rocket ship. And you can check that out on my Car Coach Reports channel. And I'll also be posting more stuff on Car Smarts as we have a lot of new content coming out. You can find that on YouTube. Well, wait a minute, Lauren. You told me you were going to test drive a car that goes 0 to 60 in 1.6 seconds. Oh, you're talking about the Demon yes. 170. Yes. Um, I have driven it. It is a rocket ship. I have to do a walk around with it on Sunday. And then I will get that video posted as soon as possible. But I'll tell you. If you've got unlimited cash and you want the coolest vehicle, look at the Demon 170 by Dodge. It is a last call. It is the last big horsepower engine they're making. So they went to the wall and said, we're doing it all. Wow. We're opening it up. And wow. it's a huge motor with huge power and not for every driver. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, now, most people don't know what to do with that kind of power. <laughs> I like all four of those cars, and I, I would drive them all, even even the big electric Rolls Royce, just because that's got to look really cool. But how, it is. how big are the it batteries cool. on a car like that? It's huge. It's heavy. It, it's got 584 horsepower. It's got dual motors. It's all batteries. It's super luxurious. It's like a tank. It's a really cool vehicle. I mean, if you've got half a million dollars laying around, then you should have that. Most people could, won't, can't, their homes don't cost that much, but you could, I guess, live in that car. I guess that'd be your second choice. Yeah, you can't drive your house to the grocery store. That's the answer <laughs> right. to that question. Of course, crazy ideas. Lauren Fix is with me wherever I am on the radio, always with great information. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.